What's going on, you guys? We are here for another episode of Real Estate Unscripted. I am your host, Matt Hornaday, and we're here with my business partner, David White, and we're gonna get this one rocking and rolling for you guys. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, so on today's episode, what we wanna talk about is we wanna get into a conversation of fact versus opinion, right? With a lot of the headlines that are coming out right now, there's a ton of conversation where people are talking about the housing market's gonna crash, we're in a recession, and how that's going to negatively impact the housing market. But a lot of this stuff is um, stuff that you'll see on the news, major headlines, they're supposed to be attention grabbers, that's why they're putting it out there. But what is the fact behind all of this, right? And so are these people looking at the historical data and the current data and the current trends to really see what's going on? Or are they just assuming because of what happened in 2008 that it's going to happen now again in 2022, right? Um, And so one of the things that I really love is um, one of the statistics, and, and it's actually a really great company, Keeping Current Matters. They put out all this statistical like data for realtors. So if you're a realtor, like, Definitely a great opportunity to check out them and see some of the stats they put out. But one of the things that they put out recently was just talking about the past six recessions, right? And of the past six recessions, four of the six times, the property values have actually increased, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There's been two times where it went down. One, I believe, was in the early 90s and it was like less than 2%, right? Mm -hmm. That's minimal. Um, and then of course we had 2008, which was almost 20%, yeah. but we know that the housing market caused that whole recession yeah. to happen anyway. Now, but I, that's a really good um, point. Um, just for your listeners, I feel like, um, most people feel like the housing market and recession are synonymous, right? Mm-hmm. It's all, everything is all doom and gloom. So that's a really good point because to your point in the early nineties, you had like a 2% and outside of the last six you just had that and in 2008 where the housing market Mm -hmm. was the cause you know for it and all other um points in the past have literally just you know the local the economy and the housing market has still been on the hold strong so that's a really good point exactly And, and again of course this wouldn't be a um a topic if the news channels and outlets did actually do the statistical. <laughs> do a little nobody, research. Nobody would be able to click on it. We have a <laughs> whole entire generation right now. Our demographic is just completely full of everyone, no matter, you know, at this point, anybody that's capable of buying, right? From your 18-year-old who's making a million dollars on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, mm-hmm. and to your, you know, your 70-year-old, 2008, and to, from 2005, 2008, they all have some sense of a feeling of that, right? Whether you're mm-hmm. staying at your parents or you had to move or, you know, um, your parents are talking about it. It's a part of history that all the current demographics of buyers and sellers right now are very familiar with. So, of course, in the headlines, hey, let's just bring attention to that because it's going to uh, grab attention to people from the, on the masses. Yeah. But go ahead. And um, one of the things that was interesting is I remember um, back in 2020, when you know COVID first hit mm-hmm. and everybody was screaming doom and gloom then, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, this market's gonna crash, we're in a recession, blah, 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 which it, we ended up in a recession, mm-hmm. right? There was no question about that, but the market took a major shift. Yep. And we have, <laughs> I have video content from back then where we were talking about like, hey, it's now, now it's time to buy, not yeah. to time to pull back. So I took the opportunity and I ended up buying a property over mm-hmm. that time period. And, it's been killing it as an Airbnb for me for the past two years, yeah. right? But what we ended up seeing in the numbers for 2020 
is that home values appreciated roughly like, and this is national numbers, right? was about 6%. In mm-hmm. our local market, it went up even higher than that. Then we saw 2021 come and we saw appreciation levels increase 20 to a high of in the 30% range, yeah. right? And so, and we're still seeing very strong trends, right? Um, as we look over the, the year over year numbers for our market, uh, we're seeing those numbers being around that 20 to 15%, somewhere in that range, uh, depending on the specific month. Mm-hmm. And then last month on a month over month number, the values increased by 11% which yeah. is unheard of. That was insane. And so like a lot of this is telling us that, you know, the market is still strong. Mm-hmm. And to go into additional details on that, if you look at some of the top analysts right now, they're talking about home values for 2022 to 2023 still going up, right? Upwards of, you know, 11, 12% on a year over year basis there. So it's everything is showing us that Yes, we may be in a recession, but the market is still strong. We still have a limited inventory. Although there's more coming in now, it's still not enough for us to shift from a seller's market to a buyer's market, right? And so it's it's, everything is still lining up that this is still going to be a situation where we're going to see a strong market continue. You know what? Take a moment, too, and just for, like, you know, the newcomers, right, the people who, um, you know, are you know, targeted by the, it's a hot market and home values are soaring X, Y, and Z, um, as, as though like this, you know, where we're currently at is like this outlier that was only going to last for six to nine months, but we're going year over year over year. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about um, transactions year mm-hmm. over year. That's yeah. really important, right? Yeah. For I, I think that's the eye opener for people. They just assume like, you know, there's very, very low inventory. So like five houses are being sold <laughs> annual, know. you know, on a monthly basis. 30, 50% over, you know, the list price. Talk a little bit about that because yeah. that's really important. Yeah, so we saw in 2020 and 2021, obviously post-pandemic portion, like the early phase of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. We did see a little dip at the beginning of that and then everything started to skyrocket. Yeah. But overall from that point in 2020 and 2021, we saw the unit volume drastically increase, mm-hmm. right? In terms, and so what we're talking about unit volume, we're talking about total homes sold, right? Uh, and that was anywhere in our market again was anywhere from five to ten percent depending on the month. Yeah. And um, and that was insane, right? That's part of the reason why we saw that demand start to come down. But it was kind of a, a two prong approach, right? Demand. I mean, sorry, why we saw the inventory come down. The demand increased, right? And at the same time, we had people holding their properties longer than normal. Yep. So um, it used to be that the average time that somebody would stay in their home was about five years. Yeah. Then it creeped up to seven years. Then it creeped up to 10 years during mm-hmm. the pandemic, right? And so it was at a point where like people were just staying in their homes, staying in their homes. And then uh, as interest rates were starting to come down, a lot of people were refinancing and getting even better rates in that yeah. same home. So yeah. then it's like, why would I move? <laughs> I can make know? this a little better. I can freshen <laughs> this bad boy up a little bit. <laughs> right, right. And so it, it just, you know, so a lot of people ended up staying in their homes, which ended up bringing that inventory down even more. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as inventory was coming onto the market, the homes were being sold just as quickly as it was hitting the market. So you would see no total inventory increase uh, or total inventory hitting the market of x amount of units mm-hmm. and you'd see x amount of units also sold so yeah. like it was almost a one for one yeah and so we were never able to continue to build on top of that inventory that was coming in right. because everything was being sold so quickly yep if you have a busy week and you're like an active buyer um and you know you look at your emails on monday and you're like oh okay here's the properties that are available that i'm most interested in you have a busy week on friday you pop open your emails and get ready to look at it <laughs> 
<laughs> there's probably 50 to 75 properties that hit the market and sold between Tuesday and Thursday uh -huh. already. You know, you just look on Friday and it's still not much available. It came available, but then, it, you know, it left the market. And in one of our previous segments um, that we talked about, seven to 10 days mm -hmm. in this market, you know, if you're on there longer than that, then we have to have a conversation mm -hmm. of are you overpriced? Are you trying to, you know, not let the market speak and just, you know, speak for the market and bring the price value up? Yeah, um, yeah that's very interesting. I'm glad you broke that down because a lot of people just kind of really get caught up in, you know, feeling as though, um, you know, they don't want to enter the market. They end up staying um, currently renting, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, a mutual friend of ours and we talked about us uh you know last segment and you know uh the person who's doing our videography as well we honed <laughs> in on all everyone who's renting watch out I'm coming for you <laughs> everyone who's renting um what i will say is just you know be you know pay a lot of attention to when your lease is is over you know make sure that you're also um you know, having these conversations, you know, at least three to four months in advance. Mm -hmm. And if you're the lucky person who still has about six to nine months left on your lease, you know, I would look into starting to save, save, save for your initial down payment. Yeah. You know, reach out to us so we can connect you with our lenders to talk about what programs that might work well for you. Um, so that way, you know, instead of paying first, last and security, and we talked about this on the last segment, you know, nowadays, first, last and security on a $3,000 a month rent is, payment. you know, yeah, it's a down payment mm -hmm. on a, a brand new home. Um, so. You know, we're, we're entering, and I think that's going to be completely new for this market as well, right? Rental rates started increasing just August of last year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you still have this full year of, you know, everyone who went to month to month now being locked in for a year. People who are um, locked in for a year, now that's getting, you know, they're getting closely tapering off. So I think the market's going to actually, you know, coming up around, you know, next month, June, July. I feel like we're going to see, you know, a small little uptick of mm -hmm. renters you know, either aggressively trying to go and rent somewhere else mm -hmm. or like, you know, downsizing and pay the same where they're currently at or really just hitting the market um, and, and trying to find a home that's something that's doable. And, you know, we talked about last segment, but, you know, all, we do have lenders that are ready um, that can cater to that. But um, also one thing that I want to circle back to when you were talking about the recession, we were talking about inventory over and over. Um, and bringing new, um, what I want to talk about was the demographics um, from 20, 2020 and 2021. Mm -hmm. um, our personal demographics, for the most part, the, the buyers that were in-state, local buyers, were buyers who you know, were maybe staying with the in-laws or you know, renting and month to month the longest they could mm -hmm. um, until they saved enough to buy in the market. But then you also had um, a demographic that 99% uh, of the rest of the demographic was all out-of-state buyers, yeah. right? And so when you look at the... When you look at the when you look at it from that perspective and when you say you were saying you know on average people stay in the home for five years from five to seven mm -hmm. and then it started creeping up to some seven to ten because you had a lot of people that just weren't going anywhere mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you know everybody was coming in to buy homes and people weren't buying homes in their own state because they just couldn't see past the if i sell my home for this you know what am i going to go and buy mm -hmm. and that's where you know a professional realtor would have you know building that trust in a relationship where a realtor would have been able to advise you like you have all of this equity here's what you can do with this equity you yeah. know you can buy a better home right you're not swapping one for one you know you're leveraging the equity you currently have right yeah. um and i think that that moves us along talking about trust a little bit, right? You know, building a good relationship with both sellers and buyers and, um, 
you know, building trust, you know, with um, all of our clients that we call friends. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's so interesting too, because like, as we talk about like what has happened, right. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about in one of our previous episodes, we talked about what was going on in the rental market yeah. and just warning people to be on alert. A lot of people are already starting to see their rental rates increase. Mm-hmm. And if you're coming up on your lease now and you haven't gotten an increase yet, um, be prepared, right? Mm-hmm. It may be coming. Um, and so like the last thing you want is to be shocked by that number and, oh shoot, I have 60 days and now I have to figure out what I want to do. Yeah, like yeah. it's a great time to even connect with a realtor in your local market just to say, hey, I've got my lease expires on this date. Mm-hmm. I want to explore my options just so I can see, right? Because one of the big things to me, at least in terms of being a homeowner, is that your monthly payments don't change, yeah. right? Yeah. Versus being a tenant, your monthly payments very rarely are going to come down, yeah. right? Yeah. They're always going to go up. I don't mm-hmm. know any landlord that's going to be like, hey, you know what? <laughs> Today, I'm just feeling sorry about what's going on. Yeah. We're going to drop your rent 500 bucks a month. Yeah. How does that sound? You know, like, Never. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Nope. And so like one of the best ways, and you know, we don't really get into personal finances in, mm-hmm. this, in this segment, but like one of the best ways of maintaining your finances is the place that you're gonna stay, can you keep that cost level, mm-hmm. right? And when you're renting year after year after year, you can't, right? Yeah. And people may be used to seeing that rental rate go up 100 bucks, 50 bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. But now it's $1,000, $500. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, that's a big chunk of change, man. Yeah. Like when you're planning on spending this much and it almost doubles, yeah. like, hmm. Good point. You know, especially when you, you backed up a little bit and you were saying reach out to your realtor to start looking at properties. More importantly, too, is, you know, when you're in that rental space and you, you're comfortable, you're renting, it's somebody else's property, you know, you're busy with your nine to five, whatever you have going on, your hobbies, you know, work-life balance. Things that you don't think about are like, you know, how are your taxes looking? You know, mm-hmm. what does your credit really look like right now? Right. You know, what can you be approved for a loan? Things mm-hmm. of that nature. So, you know, I personally i my personal um statistics are everyone that i've helped find a home in the last um at least in the last year and a half and and or everyone in my little circle in my bubble on average is about three to five hundred dollars of a monthly rental increase Mm -hmm. that's a lot of Mm -hmm. money and then when you think about that maybe you're thinking and you're listening you're like hey that's fine i can absorb that you're paying someone else three to five hundred dollars literally what is that like um shoot 500 times 10 that's 5055 you're 11,000 dollars a year to someone else as opposed to eleven thousand dollars on your own asset and your own property right right (laughs) and if you're able to save that 500 dollars on a monthly basis and you're still locked in for another six months start saving that 500 bucks right you know at least give you a few thousand dollars to help put on a down payment and you know to help strategize on you know coming up with a solid offer Mm -hmm. um that that would be extremely important as well you know and i think one of the things that um i I was just having a conversation with a client earlier this week that's transitioning from renting to ownership right Mm -hmm. and one of the one of the questions that they had for me was like oh well you know like i don't want to buy in and then the price just dra- or the value of my home drastically plummets yeah i was like well first it's you're not gonna see any drastic plumbing he's talking about like a two hundred thousand dollar reduction in the value yeah. of his home i was like 
I don't know what would cause that. That yeah. would be a significant, like there would be a major issue <laughs> in the global economy at that point in time. We right? have more pressing something. issues to think about <laughs> yeah. if that's happening. <laughs> right? And so like, I was like, I think you're going to be okay there. <laughs> However, like let's, let's talk about that, right? Yeah. So you're currently renting and you feel this sense of comfort here because your monthly payments are whatever they are, mm -hmm. right? And you have this house, but you don't own it, right? So you're not necessarily concerned about the value up or down, whatever, yeah. but you own it. Or you can own your property, keep that rental rate flat, right? More often than not, all the data says that over time, and especially over the next 10 years, that value, the value of the home is probably going to increase at some point in yeah. time, right? The statistical numbers typically say that the uh, the normal appreciation is about three to five percent. Yeah, and so your value will go up, right? And then you're going to have this asset, right? Mm -hmm. That you get into number one, you get out of your rental, and maybe you stay there for a couple of years, and then you transition to property number two, which is that step up property, yeah. right? Which may you take the assets from property number one to help you buy property number two. Absolutely. Right? And then that's how you continue to progress. And that, oh man, we could go into a whole nother portion of this conversation. No, I, I love it because, you know, another thing that you're identifying too is like kind of psycho psychoanalyzing, um, you know, the buyers and sellers, right? I've been faced with that question or maybe that challenge a lot when buying a home, right? And heck, we still have buyers on our book now that are just kind of like, you know, if I buy it, you know, what if it drops by 10, 20 grand? And what I will say is that the motivation to buy a house overwhelmingly, unless you're an investor, is to feel comfortable in a place on a monthly payment mm -hmm. that you're comfortable, location, schools, whatever it may be, right? You're buying that home and you're comfortable with that monthly payment, you know, the amount of money you're spending on living in that particular home. And from personal experience in line with this, you know, I bought a property, I waited, you know, I watched what was happening in the early 2000s and I just watched it. It was just kind of like, it's coming. Just wait for it, wait for it. Boom, it hits. Market hit the rock bottom. I waited two or three weeks. Yep, it's at rock bottom. All right, now it's starting to climb. I bought a home. Mm -hmm. Bought a home in 2009, right? And um, from 2009, I believe maybe to 2011 or 12, mm -hmm. I looked every once in a while, what is my home value worth, right? Mm -hmm. And it dropped 30,000, 20,000, 10, 15. But at the end of the day, how did that really matter, <laughs> yeah. right? I planned on being in that home for like, to your point, at least five years, mm -hmm. right? And then you're always gonna have, once you buy a home, you know, the goal is to be there at least three to five years. And you're gonna go through at least one and a half economical cycles mm -hmm. at that particular point. So don't let that prohibit you from going to find the home of your dreams and at you know on uh, on budget exactly you know? exactly right yeah. because otherwise what are you going to do you're yeah. going to keep paying rent yeah. and you talk about you're concerned about something happening to your home right mm -hmm. the value of your home but you're just throwing away all this money and rent every single month and exactly. you don't get any of that back yeah and, and granted the first few years on our mortgage you know uh, a lot goes to interest right mm -hmm. but you're constantly paying principal down yep. at the same time and you're just literally enjoying your home you know what five to ten years looks like after that home ownership it's not like going in and buying a stock where yeah. you're like bought this stock what is it looking like today what is it looking like tomorrow right yep. you just buy a home live it feel comfortable yep. right and then you know 
if you're a forecaster and you're a planner, since you're planning so much, and you, if you're the personality that's focused on the price of your home dropping, right, then, you know, maybe you're a planner and you're looking into the future. If you know you're getting ready to sell in the next two or three years, that's when you give us a call mm -hmm. and say, hey, here's where I'm currently at. What are you thinking? Hey, we might say sit tight this year. Next year is going to be a better year. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we might be able to work something where you can rent that out, right. get a return on your investment, you know, use cash flow loan, buy another home. Mm -hmm. You know, the main point is find something you're comfortable that's in line with your budget and you love it. And then, um, you know, let us help guide you from there. You know, maybe we can um, just you know, start accumulating assets yeah. from that particular point. And that's another key point, too. Like, so when I, when I bought my first house, we lived in that house for like nine months. Really? Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah the, in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we had bought it, and it was funny because when Dude, I, I was, thought you stayed there so much longer. Uh -uh. No. I lived in Minnesota for five years. I, for some reason, because I seen the home. Uh -huh. I seen when it had recently sold. Uh -huh. um, and I remember, I, I think we knew each other when you were selling it, right? When we sold, yeah, yeah, it was like it's carpet it. issue uh -huh. or something. Yeah, I remember that. For some reason, I thought that you owned that for so no, much longer. Not, well, so I owned it longer, yes. I only lived in it for okay. nine months. Got it. But um, what ended up happening was we, we bought the property, and I had friends that were saying, well, you guys aren't planning on staying here. Why are you going to buy a property? And again, my mentality was I wanted to get out of renting and I wanted to put my monthly payments towards something, right? That I would Asset. actually own. Exactly. And so my thought there was if we eventually move, which the plan was to move in the next couple of years or so, right? Mm -hmm. If we do eventually move, then we've got options, right? We could sell it or we could rent it. Mm -hmm. So we ended up moving a little bit faster than I planned, hence the reason why we were only there nine months. <laughs> but um, we immediately rented it out. Mm -hmm. And the rental rate covered our mortgage and gave us a little extra on the side, right? And so we held the property for a couple more years. And then we eventually sold it. We mm -hmm. made money on selling it, right? And we were able to take that money. And essentially, like, where it trickled down to was, like, me transitioning from my corporate world to... Um, real estate and then ended up using those assets to acquire one of our first investment properties too yeah. and so it's like little things like that again only nine months in a property and was it my dream home no yeah. but it was my transition from getting out of being a renter into a homeowner mm -hmm. right so I, like i wanted three bedrooms two baths blah 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 all of this stuff right yeah. i ended up with two bedrooms yeah. it was just me and my wife like we didn't need all this additional space anyway. Yeah. Two bedrooms was still an extra room that we weren't gonna sleep in, <laughs> right? And so like, it's like the little things and just having these conversations with clients, it's like, hey guys, when you're moving from renting to ownership, let's think about how we get you out of your monthly rental payment mm -hmm. and into a monthly mortgage payment, right? Yep. Numbers that still make sense yes. and give you ownership of your property mm -hmm. so that you can join in with everybody else that is building their wealth off of these type of assets, assets right? which is real estate. Yeah, just assets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then to your, well, we open this segment with, you know, um, that asset, you know, even with the economic cycles, the six that happened in the past, you know, it's more likely your assets always going to hold strong. And right. if you hold strong through whatever economicals, we might have one coming up, you know, it's 2022, you may have one, right? But if you own an asset, ride that wave, mm -hmm. next year, be a better year for you, yeah. right? But statistically, the price of, um, you know, the, those economic cycles have not affected the housing market as exactly. much, right? Exactly. And so that's the big point that we want to drive home on this segment in this episode, right? You know, um, 
you know, don't get brainwashed by the headlines, you know, speak to a professional realtor, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, have them leverage their network to talk to you, figure out what, you know, your financial portfolio is, right? Um, and analyze the difference between, you know, renting and buying and, um, you know, come up with a budget that you're comfortable with and have your local realtor run a, a search for you exactly. um, and see how they can be creative to help you, you know, um, you know, get into an asset and then help you start doing five to 10 year plan. Right. What are we going to do with this asset in the next five to 10 years? Right. Yeah. Don't focus on is this house going to be worth ten thousand dollars less next year? If it is, what does that mean to you? What if it's worth? $30,000 more next year. What does that even mean to uh -huh. you too, right? You're not ready to move. You just moved in. Like, uh -huh. you, know, you got roots there. So, you know, people kind of get caught up on that little minutia where um, it's, it's um, once you move past that and you have home ownership, it's almost insignificant, right? Yeah. You know, you're, you, but it's a huge roadblock to get you into home ownership and having an asset. Massive, yeah. massive roadblock. It's yeah. a mental roadblock, yes. right? Yes. Um, not a fact-based roadblock. Mm -hmm. And so that's the difference. But um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely an opportunity for people to sit down and think. And, and the last thing that I want to touch on that is, is it's okay to have a conversation with your realtor before you're ready to buy. Yep. Um, so many people reach out to us, whether, you know, they're past clients like our friends or they're just naturally already our friends and never been a client of ours. Right. Yeah. Um, and they're like, Oh, like I'm thinking this, but I wasn't sure if I should reach out to you. Yes. Ask me the questions. Yeah. Like I love helping you guys out and answering Absolutely. this and figuring out the best strategy for you. If buying isn't the best strategy for you, we'll tell you, mm -hmm. you know, like there's no, like there's no shame in our game or anything yeah. like that. Like 100% gonna tell you the truth there. If buying is the best strategy for you, we will also have that conversation. Like I have a friend, so this is actually a really good example. I have a friend who um, he uh, has a dirt, dirt cheap rental rate, dirt cheap. Like, <laughs> and I've talked to him about buying before and every time we talk about what he actually pays for his rent. And I'm just in like the location and everything that he's got, I'm just like, you just go ahead and you hold on to that rental rate, right? Like it, just, it doesn't make any sense, yeah. right? What he would be paying for a mortgage would be so much more than what he's paying for in his yeah. rent that he can take that extra money that he's not paying towards a mortgage yep. and put it towards something else, right? Yep. Now, if his landlord ever gets hit to what's going on in the market and does a massive price increase on him, yeah. we will have a conversation. I agree. But somehow, some way, he's been able to keep that rental rate well below fair market value, <laughs> right, for that property. Like, and so you, I'm just you like- celebrate that win, man. <laughs> right? I, in those situations, you know, you open up another bank account, right? Mm -hmm. you, you go through the process, like you said, contact your, your, your um, professional real you go through the process see what a mortgage would be um you know find a property you love you know go through you know go through that the whole gamut right mm -hmm. well hey you know hypothetically if i were to buy right here's the property i love it's x amount of dollars right um how much is would that mortgage be down payment x y and z it would be this price right mm -hmm. all right i'm riding the wave of low rental right i'm gonna open up another bank account and take the difference between that dream home my current rental and put it in there yep. and then that will never really give you your down payment for whatever the next home is for you whatever season of life you're in whatever you're looking forward to at least you'll be able to have that as opposed mm -hmm. to just kind of blindly ignoring where the market is at and just yeah. paying your rent and again caught off guard yeah because that's what i all local economics that's putting people in really bad spots right mm -hmm. now really bad spots um also the legislation um that recently just came out where um, you know, the people are asking the state of Florida to actually step in 
and try to give some type of regulation with the increase of rent right now. Yeah. And I, I don't know in details, but you know, I feel like this is the year for investors. Mm-hmm. You know, the investors who've been renting or who bought homes and have been fixing them up, is there, you know, like we said, having assets and being able mm-hmm. to leverage them. You know, so it's kind of like that, you know, people are making money, you know, with their assets. But, you know, I agree with, you know, a small amount of rental increase, right? It just significantly has gone. I think <laughs> yeah. got out of control. Yeah, yeah. it went <laughs> you know, nuts. Increase it a buck. You know, you know, maybe month to month increase it or qu- increase it quarterly. Uh-huh. But the whole, the worst I've heard is, you know, starting three months from now, my rent is $500 more a month. That's when you truly think about that, right? That's somebody's, you know, brand new car payment mm-hmm. with insurance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's people's disposable funds, that's college funds, things of that nature. So yeah. be prepared, get ahead, you know, and plan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My concern, like, just to get into the deeper part of that legislation request was, like, if the rental rates keep on skyrocketing like that, what's that going to do to the people that can't afford to make yeah. those monthly payments, yeah. right? If the whole market is going up, then are they going to have to, de- like, would a family of five have to decrease from a four-bedroom house mm-hmm. to a three-bedroom house or potentially a two-bedroom house? And yeah. that's a lot of people in, in a smaller yeah. space, right? Or are they going to have to leave the state and go somewhere else where the monthly payments are significantly cheaper yeah. and try to find jobs out there? Like, yeah. It's that would that would be crazy. Florida's trying to respond to it. Um, I will say that, you know, they try to proactively get ahead of the minimum wage. Right. Um, they are trying to attract more tech companies, Goldman and Sachs and mm-hmm. things like that that are, that are coming down more. So um, creating headquarters in South Florida, um, as you and I well know, you know, you know, a decade ago, there's only thing in South Florida is just a lot of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of headquarters, you know, outside of using Florida for tourism, which is you know, um, what brings in all the revenue to Florida um, and oranges yeah. <laughs> outside of that. What do you really truly need Florida outside of the, you know, comedic headlines from the Florida man? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So Florida is trying to respond to that, um, you know, in terms of an economic standpoint. Um, and I would just be very curious because, you know, again, get with a professional realtor that's actually analyzing both sides of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Not just here's a house. You want to buy the house and let me tell you how to get the house. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in line with today's inventory. Right. That's in line with today's statistics. Who's, you know, focusing on everything from local school systems, local politics to statewide politics. Right. And how it affects Florida. Um, that's, you know, a few uh, value adds that we bring to our team and mm-hmm. the partners on our particular team. Um, so I would say just, you know, reach out to, you know, reach out to us. We also have networks in several of other states as well. Yeah. Right. That we can connect you with professional realtors that are in your area that have a better idea of what, you know, your local economics and statewide, you know, and, and federal economics are. You really want to talk to that person to help you really have a turnkey um, process or, um, um, or planning, you know, from a turnkey position um, standpoint. Um, I think that's really important. So um, because this is real estate unscripted, I'm going to yep. shift the conversation a little bit because you mentioned something that I was thinking about earlier this morning and um, referrals for. Mm. So this is really important for agents that are out there. Our referrals are out of state or out of area. Referrals mm-hmm. has drastically increased this year. Yes. Right. Um, we just helped another client that was moving to, not even moving, was buying an investment property in Georgia, mm-hmm. um, secure an agent to help him go and acquire that asset. Yeah. And, and I would say in three days, it was 
boom, they reached out to us, said, hey, we're interested in buying a property in this state. Can you help me? Of course I can help you. I've got a network across the globe, mm-hmm. so that is not an issue at all. Yeah. We connected with the agent that would fit this client, brought them to those two together, and then the client goes out and sees properties within the next day or two, and then boom, he's already under contract. Yeah. Literally less than a week, you know? Yeah. And um, it's another great opportunity for agents that are out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're maximizing our network across the globe to make sure that we're connecting our agents or our clients and friends that are looking to buy outside of our area to make sure that they're going to be protected and covered wherever they go. And the fact that they're coming to us and asking us those questions is really yeah. important. So like it's a major thing for your agents out there to know, like network with your with your SOI, your network, right? And make sure that they are aware that you have access to connect them with realtors across the globe. It's really right? important. So that you can help them acquire whatever assets they need to acquire anywhere they go. And the best thing that you can do for them is you actually sit down and you vet that agent out to make sure that they're going to match with your client, right? Because yeah. if they're not going to be a match, then that's yeah. an issue, you know? And personality so the whole, to personality. Exactly. This, this is, it's um, on a professional level. It's so much more than I want to buy a house. This person will show you a house, right? You know, we've all had that, you know, we've all had that experience where you're going, you know, and you, you're purchasing something and the person who's representing that purchase, mm-hmm. right? You just, you feel like maybe they don't care about you. They don't know enough and things of that nature. Um, where, um, and then, you know, if you really know your client, you match them with somebody's mm-hmm. personality that aligns with that yeah. in this situation. And since we are unscripted, I'm extremely jealous, extremely jealous about that purchase that's in that area <laughs> because that's a place that I vacation to a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, man, like our last vacation there was outstanding. It was, you, you um, what I loved about it most, and I'll spend only 15 seconds on it is, you know, wooden cabins, like mm-hmm. everything. It just looks like somebody cut down a tree, they sealed the tree, they painted the tree, and that was part of, one part of that was your wall. Then the next, and they built your walls yep. all throughout the whole cabin that way. And then two, um, protecting the deer in yeah. certain areas there. And so you go to drive to your wood cabin, your log cabin home, and you just gotta sit there and chill and wait for the deer to get out of the road, <laughs> you know? Like they're protected there and they just walk and they're in your backyard mm-hmm. and hummingbirds are at your back window. It was really, I love that area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I'm not gonna lie. I considered going up there with them to go and look at some of those properties because yeah. when you sent it over, I was like, man, this could be a great yeah. Airbnb opportunity. The last um, time we did family road trips, the last time in 2017, uh-huh. 18, when we did family road trips, and you think you went to Atlanta or yep. somewhere outside of it? That's where I went. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's where I was at. Yeah, yeah. And it's that. only, it's only. Well, we don't have to promote the property, but yeah. it's only an hour and a half, give or take, yeah. away from Atlanta. So yeah. quick airport, yeah, up there. It's yeah. The, anyway. the learn from this is that we're familiar with the area. We know agents in the area, right? <laughs> we line up our buyer with the agent, and you know we can recommend that area as well because of our experience with mm-hmm. that. You know, again, having a full turnkey professional realtor that this is what they do for, you know, 60, 80 hours a week is really, really important. And having a network. And if you're an agent, make sure you reach out to your network from, you know, what they call feeder states. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And another thing for agents, like if you guys are um, if you're in the market, obviously, if you're a realtor, you're in the market. But the focal point for you with your network 
is that they come to you as a resource for everything that may touch their house, mm -hmm. right? So I have a client that calls me literally for everything. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, do you have a pest control guy? Do you have a roofer? Do you have a, uh, um, a plumber? Do you have a handyman? Like yep. everything on that list. And I'm like, yes, keep on yep. asking me because I've got it all, right? <laughs> yeah. And I've already vetted all these people out, but you guys want to be that expert in your field so that your network is coming to you, asking you for all of these resources, right? It's a way to really establish yourself in your community. So that's very, very important to do. Yeah, I agree, 100%. And um, one of the other things that I wanted to chat about before we wrap up for the day was, um, again, as a realtor, like the other things that we can do to really help our clients win their deals. Mm -hmm. And so we may talk about this every single week, but mm -hmm. it's very important, right? Um, you know, the, the biggest thing right now is that the buyers, they start submitting offers, submitting offers, and they're losing, losing, losing. Then they just get completely frustrated with the whole process. And yeah. they're just like, you know what? Forget it. I'm out. I'll just stick to whatever. What was it? An extra thousand bucks? I'll just pay it. So then I don't have to deal with this. And it's yeah. just like, no, no, no. Hold on. Let's figure out the best strategy for you yeah. and let's execute so that we actually get you into a property. And, um, I, I know I, I definitely want you to talk on that from what you've seen from your buyer standpoint. Um, but there was one thing like a friend of mine, a past client, mm -hmm. um, had actually responded on somebody else's post on like a Facebook uh, 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 community page or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, the, the, um, the person that had made this original post, they were talking about their whole issues and everything that's been going on with them in the process of purchasing a home. And I, I mean, I literally sat down, I think I got on it like a day or two late. So there was already like 50 million realtors who were already yeah. like, I can help you. I can yeah. help you. Right. And that's not really where I was looking to go yeah. anyway. But there was also some realtors that were in there that like what I was looking for was like, who's going to give this person the facts and the details to really help them yeah. with the realtor that they're already working with or whoever they want to move forward with, but like help them out and understand what's going on in the market and mm -hmm. how they can win. And there was a couple on there that actually did it. And I was really, really impressed by that. Nice. But, um, this particular person had, had, they've already submitted, I think he said they submitted five plus offers mm -hmm. and they get beat out every single time, right? And he's just like- It's value of good coaching. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> value of good coaching from a professional realtor that can help you out, right? And setting expectations. So, you know, you know, just jumping in, you know, the segue to that is, you know, building trust, building a really good relationship with your buyer and understanding what season of life they're in, what their financial portfolio is, and also setting their expectation, right? If you're putting those in that example, I have no idea who you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. But let's just say you're talking about an $800,000 buyer who keeps putting in $800,000 offers on $800,000 homes, right? You know, it, there's so much to say, and I'm sure in that post, Somebody was like, come to me, come to me, come to me, because anybody wants a buyer who has money and that's ready to buy. We don't have that situation, mm -hmm. right? Um, because we just really do a really good job at you know building trust and setting that expectation on the front end. I recently um, have been in a situation where uh, my buyer is purchasing a home and now that seller needs to purchase a home as well, mm -hmm. you know, within a 30 or 45 day process. And I've seen where you know, the seller's expectations in terms of what they're going to do with the funds from the purchase, the, from the sale of their home and where they're going to go and, and purchase next. I've seen that expectation is very unreasonable. And so I've had had the conversations with the realtor mm -hmm. and with the actual seller myself, kind of like crossing that line, but also in, in a manner of trying to help, yeah. you know, hey, look, if you're thinking you're going to go get 
X, Y, and Z for this dollar amount, you, that's not what's going to happen. And so a, a lot of realtors don't want to have that conversation. They'd rather just spin their wheels with let's keep putting those five plus offers out, yeah. right? As opposed to having that hard conversation. Look, that home you're looking for, it looks like this, right? Here's what it looks like from a dollar standpoint. Here's what it looks like from um, the perspective of how much money you have to put um, come out of the pocket, right? And I'd rather sit on the phone with someone for an hour or two or face to face over lunch and just have that hard conversation of like, we just have to get your parameters and your expectations in line and put properties in front of you that you can get mm -hmm. as opposed to the ones that, you know, you truly, truly want. If you really want those, here's what it takes to actually get that. And I think once you go through, you know, that first phase and, you know, with a buyer and, um, you know, coach them appropriately. There's no way that you should be putting five plus offers in, mm -hmm. you know, to, that just that just sounds like someone who's out there that's just doesn't have a professional realtor rent, you know, representing them. Yeah, you see the headlines. Of course, properties go for 25, 30 above ass. Right. I'm not denying that. However, we have strategic ways of meeting that. Mm -hmm. Right. And keep and staying in line with your current budget. Exactly. Right? But it starts with expectations. Are you going to get, you know, the 30 million dollar mansion that's on the water with a helicopter pad on it? No, <laughs> you're not. Absolutely not going to get that. Not in this particular market. But you are going to find something that's in line with your budget. That's in line with um, what season of life you're currently going through right mm -hmm. now. Um, and, and we're going to make that happen, you know, with a smile on our face. And we're going to provide that turnkey service. And I feel so bad when I I see that yeah. like anytime like we've had someone come to us like thank god we met you guys because our realtor had us putting in so many offers and we just couldn't get anything and then mm -hmm. we came in set expectations and they're like oh i didn't know this i didn't know i could do that oh mm -hmm. i didn't know i actually have more buying power if i look at things this way mm -hmm. boom property done and that's one thing i will i love about you know hwre group and you know all of our buyers and all of our partners right now we don't have buyers just you know if a buyer is with us and they've been looking for a property more than 90 days, then that's because that buyer has been told, but that, that buyer is just in a position where they're comfortable with being in that position, exactly. right? Exactly. But anybody who needs a home, who wants a home, um, and, and um, you know, we, we make it happen. Exactly. Point blank. Yeah. yeah. Good. I think that's actually a great way for us to wrap this one yeah. up, man. So um, thank you again for joining in for another episode of Real Estate Unscripted, and we will see you guys on the next one.